Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. All right, all right, all right. Happy February. Happy New Year. You are listening to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender, and I am so excited you've decided to join us. Happy New Year. This is our first episode of the new year for Christian Authors on Tour. We always take the month of January off for a much-needed rest, and we're just so excited to be back, to be back, to be back. And I am excited. This is First Friday, so those of you who listen regularly know that on First Fridays I have a co-host. And it is none other than Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnson. (laughs) Pastor Kevin, how are you, sir? (laughs) I am doing well, Lynn. Uh, Good to hear your voice. Uh, Glad you're doing well. I can I can envision your big smile there uh, on the other (laughs) end. Uh, It's a it's a delight to be with you in 2022. You say our first show, and uh, super excited. We have a we have a wonderful guest with us today. And we do, and we do. And before we go into introducing her, I just have to say this. You know, February is Black History Month. And so for the month of February, Christian Authors on Tour is celebrating um, black male Christian authors. And so we started off, uh, we kicked off the celebration with um, our dear friend who has gone home to glory, um, Dr. Steve um, Heyman. And um, just posting about him on social media and sharing information about his books. He did a whole series about stress. And um, then we followed up with another post um, about um, another warrior, writing warrior, who has gone home for glory. And that's um, Reverend um, uh, James uh, uh, Gaskins, and he has this amazing book about uh, uh, John 3.16 and then all of the other 3.16 uh, scriptures in the Bible, and um, those are two um, powerhouses that um, really set a wonderful example um, for all of us in Christian Authors on Tour. But today, I had the honor of um, recognizing and celebrating my co-host, who is <laughs> Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnson. And so I just want to publicly say to you, um, Pastor Kevin, how much um, I've appreciated your support, your wisdom, your leadership, um, and being part of Christian Authors on Tour. And um just want to celebrate you. And um, before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about um, your books and give your website information so that people can you know, connect with you. All right. Well, I am absolutely honored and thrilled. Thank you so much. Um, many of our listeners know that I'm now um, close to moving into year four of retirement. Woohoo! 
And uh, because I because I'm in this new season, I'm really really focused on the topic of uh, leadership uh, in terms of pouring into the current and next generation of leaders. So that's what I write about. That's what I speak about. Uh, that's what I train, and that's what I coach and mentor about that particular topic. So. Uh, if people want to get more information, they can just go to kevinwaynejohnson.com. Uh, we recently launched a, a brand new leadership academy, online leadership academy. It's called Leaders Are Learners Academy, where we have a number of master classes, lunch and learns, and keynotes uh, around the topic of leadership. Uh, yours truly is the facilitator and the instructor, and uh, we're super excited about the possibility of um, getting some global participation as a part of that academy. So I've been a part of Christian Authors on Tour now for uh, about 11 years. Uh, it, it, it feels like it's longer and um, more than happy to support and advocate for the wonderful leadership that Lynn Pender has provided and continues to provide. So thank you so much there, Lynn. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, it's it's just really exciting. It's just really exciting, and and that gets us into today um, when I um, uh, uh, saw the information that we received about this author today. I was just so excited that she was going to be the first author for us to start our broadcast for this new year. So I just mm-hmm. can't wait for us. Let, look, let's just go ahead and just jump right into this. <laughs> yeah, yep, I totally agree. Well, for everyone out there in the listening audience, uh, welcome to our very first broadcast here on ChristianAuthors.com, uh, ChristianAuthorsOnTour.com, and the Blog, blog Talk Radio Network. Uh, let's welcome Michelle Lazuric. Now, I'm really, really excited because Michelle is a literary agent for the WordWise Media Services. I'm always interested in hearing the wisdom and, and thoughts from our literary agents. Um, she's a multi-genre, award-winning author, speaker, pastor's wife, and mother, and a regular contributor to iBelieve.com. Uh, a certified writing coach. She's written uh, more than a dozen books, so she comes with a lot of expertise and knowledge. And her latest release is titled, I Surrender All, Laying Down Your Plan So God Can Do the Impossible. <laughs> I like that. Um, she also is a, a frequent visitor to one of my favorite spots, Starbucks. And she loves collecting 1980s memorabilia and spending time with the family and their lovely dog named Cookie. So with that very brief introduction, Michelle, we welcome you to Christian Authors on Tour. And I would like to just kick off with the very first question, and that is, uh, what got you started in terms of your writing? And tell us a little bit about your role and responsibility as a literary agent. Well, Pastor Kevin Lynn, thank you so much for having me on. And it's uh, I so appreciate um, any any Christians that are willing to 
uh, have authors like us on to allow us to speak, to hear our stories, and to glorify God in the process. So um, thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, I just love what you guys do. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, pray nothing but, but wonder, wonderful blessings on, on your show and what you're doing for, for God. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, I have been a, an author for 13 years. Um, and what got me writing was the Lord, as always. Um, actually felt a calling to start writing a book uh, in 2009. I was at a women's retreat of all places, was home was by myself, worshiping and praying, and I just felt that kind of that gentle whisper of the Lord say, I want you to write a book. And the great irony of that is is that I hadn't written anything before that. I wrote a few poems in high school, but that was really all. And the kicker is, is that when I got my master's degree, I chose the non-thesis route because I figured I don't have that many words to say. I'm pretty quiet. I can't write that many words. And I've written so many. I've probably written 10 theses by now at this point. So God will always give us the words to say and when to say it. So I'm grateful for that. But I've been doing this for 13 years now. Um, after that calling in 2009, I started to um, just pray and um, you know, just ask God, you know, what what he wanted me to say, what what book did he want me to write? And I started to read scripture and it was in the book of John that I was reading and I was just uh enthralled with the fact that, that John so many times in his own book referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loves and I just thought, Oh my gosh, there's gonna be so many resources on this. It's repeated so many times. There was nothing. Beth Moore had just come out with her uh, book on it, um, and that was really all for resources. And I thought, my gosh, how come no one is talking about this? This is so interesting. He, he referenced it so many times, and yet at the same time, it just felt like he was being, like, really prideful. Like, who says that about themselves? And so as I dug deeper, I started looking at commentaries and studying the word, uh, figuring out what other scholars had to say on the matter, and I just kind of came away with this final conclusion that the reason why John said that about himself is because he had such a deep, intimate love for the Father, and that the, the Father loved him so much that he believed he was the favorite, like he was he was the number one disciple in, in Jesus' eyes. And so I wrote on that topic that, that we all can be the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so that was actually the first book that I self-published was my, my Bible study on John, which is Becoming the Disciple Whom Jesus Loved. And so um, it was through that act of obedience. I self-published it in 2011, and then I was kind of all history from there. Um, every time God gave me a, uh, a word or um, uh, a topic that I thought he wanted me to write on, I'd start doing my research and asking other people. And, um, and so, yeah, so I, that was how I got, have gotten started in the writing business. I write both nonfiction and children's. Um, I give kudos to anyone who writes children's books because they are very hard to write, believe it or not. Um, you actually have a story to tell, and you have a whole lot of less words to say it in. Uh, so you have to be very succinct, very tight, and you really have to hone your craft in order to communicate clearly for children who are, you know, could be anywhere from four, uh, who may not be able to read at all, to eight, who can start to read chapter books by that point. So um, it, it varies widely, and uh, this new book that I have coming out is it's nonfiction, uh, and it's geared toward um, seasoned writers, or excuse me, seasoned Christians who want to go deeper in their life uh, with God, and they want to learn how to surrender, but they don't know how. So um, in a minute, I'll get to that. But uh, as far as being a literary agent, um, that's actually a funny story, too. I uh, went to a writer's conference. I did not get picked up and represented by an agent until about six years after I started writing. Um, found a uh, company that I pitched to. Uh, at a writer's conference, I pitched to who is now my colleague, his name is Dave Fesenden, and uh, he looked at my work. It was a YA work at the time, 
and he looked at it and he said, yeah, he said the writing was good. And uh, he said the topic wasn't bad. He said, but I don't take YA, but I think my boss does. Let me pass you on to him. And so I had, uh, you know, pass, he passed my stuff on and uh, the website said, for, wait 45 days. And if it's you know, here by 45 days, then, then, you know, kind of sorry, you're out of luck. And so I waited that time and nobody answered. And so I figured it was like every other agent I had pitched to, they weren't going to pick me up. And so I was discouraged and kind of seeing what God was doing. And all of a sudden, one random day, I got an email from who is now my boss and my uh, um, fellow colleague, uh, Steve, who uh, took a look at it and said, I'm so sorry I'm late. He said, but, you know, is this still available? I'd like to talk to you about it. And so we had a couple conversations, and lo and behold, he signed me, and we've been together six years now, which is uh, uh, wonderful, and uh, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about WordWise Media Services and my colleagues in the field and how, what they're doing uh, for the work of, of the Lord and for the work of, of good literature, good uh, good works out there. So, um, yeah, glad to be part of it. Been an agent now, uh, just turned four years in November, and actually, I work for the same agency that hired that represents me. So, Steve is my agent for my nonfiction work. So, he actually got me the deal for I Surrender All, and then I also work with him, uh, helping other authors get their work out there uh, to the hands of publishers. So, it's an exciting job. Um, I always just love being a part of whatever God is doing, whether that's helping people who have a book idea but they don't know how to get started or um, they have an idea and they have a good, good polished proposal um, but they don't know how to get in the hands of, of uh, publishers. I help them do that. Or um, for those that are really seasoned in, in the business, I love just networking with them, finding out what God's doing, and just kind of sharing whatever gifts and talents I can in the midst of all that. So uh, it's an exciting job. We should pay it a little more, but uh, excited to do it and uh, just excited to share um, my story and, and whatever God is doing. So, so yeah. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. I'm curious, Michelle, how do you, how is the balance between your writer, you know, balancing your writer's hat with your literary agent hat? You know, how do you manage that? Um, a very, I tread very lightly, I guess. Um, I, it's, it's not easy. Um, there are certain months and seasons of time that are busier than others. I think the neat thing about being an agent is I can do both, and I can do them fairly well, and I can juggle them fairly well because there's a lot of downtime in between uh, the time that I get someone's proposal or query, and I help them polish that proposal, and I get it sent out to publishers, and the time that they actually get the contract and get started on their writing journey. So, um, yeah, so there can be several months. I actually tell people, like if they're going to pitch to me, I always say to them the, the uh, minimum wait time is four to six months by the time you actually see a contract. We're not even talking the book and print. We're talking just the contract from the time you've we've sent out that proposal um, and queried uh, uh, editors to the time you actually get that contract in. And that's just the minimum. It can take up to a year, sometimes more than that. I actually have a book children's book that I write um, with, I wrote with a fellow um, Christian author who that and it's coming out in the fall uh, this year we have been waiting this is now three and a half four years I think by the time we actually pitched it and I signed on with her and I signed on with the agent who helps with my children's work to the time the contract came a year ago February 24th so it's been a year since I actually received a contract from them we've been working on this book on and off all year and uh, it will actually be released and in my hands on September 20th, 2022. But I actually didn't start pitching it until I started that in 2018. 
So if you can see how far long that takes from the time you actually see your book in your hand, kind of your baby, and the time you actually uh, you know, just start pitching. So it can be a long, long wait. So all that to say, in between the time that I'm waiting, I can be writing and I can do other things. And I write articles and things too, so I'm able to kind of squeeze those things in in my time. But I do this full time. So for those who are working on top of being an author, you know, your time is very limited. So I always advise people, you know, be very strategic in how you spend your time because if you're writing a blog, which is very important, but you're only getting two readers every time, is that really worth your time at that moment? Or could you be trying for, let's say, writing an article for a much larger website, which might give you a little more traction in the end? So it, it's all about balance. It's all about juggling what God has. And sometimes it all just kind of comes crashing down, which is exactly why I wrote the book that I wrote, because that was a season of mine that happened about two years ago, um, where my whole world just kind of came crashing down. And so part of my, I guess, I guess part of my catharsis in writing, too, is that when I can get to the point where I'm kind of healed emotionally, as good as I can get, God always asks me to write about subjects and things that I've experienced, that I've walked through. Um, and so I think that's a unique part of myself that I bring to the writing table. Um, you know, I'm certainly not the best writer out there, but I'm, I'm probably one of the more authentic because I really do uh, talk about the hard things um, in the hopes that people can, can achieve the healing and the well-being and the closest to God that, they all, that we all truly desire. Very, very uh, fascinating and very interesting, Michelle, in terms of what you're sharing with us. Truly, it is a ministry, and I I can feel and sense the passion uh, and the enthusiasm in your voice. You you definitely love what you do, and it's definitely a ministry, and you're there to serve people. Uh, I have a two-part question. Uh, Share with us, if you'd be so kind, uh, what feedback have you been receiving from your readers in your latest title, I Surrender All?, And then the follow-up question to that is, in your role as a literary agent, um, what success have you had or are you having with placing your authors with a traditional publisher? Okay, so um, in terms of I Surrender All, and you actually are leaving out part of the title. It's very important. It's called I Surrender All, sort of. And the reason for that is um, it's actually started – this, this book was probably getting birthed about 20 years ago. It was actually the first church that my husband and I were, um, were pastoring, and I was a part of the worship team. And the uh, gentleman, we were actually practicing the hymn, I Surrender All. And he, at the very end, he put down his guitar, and, and he said, well, that's not really true, is it? And we kind of looked at each other like, what do you mean? He said, well, we surrender some, but do we really surrender all? And I thought, that is a really good point, and I never forgot that. That's been over 20 years that he has said that, and I never forgot his words um, in that day, that there are definitely times when I'm surrendered in worship. You know, I have my hands raised, I'm, I'm in the spirit, I'm, I'm worshiping, and then I go home, and there's parts of my life that I don't want to give over to God. And I'm, I imagine that's all a part of all of us uh, in the end, that there are areas of our lives where uh, we just don't want to give up um, the things that we don't want to have unfavorable outcomes for. Uh, we don't want to give those over God, to God completely because we're afraid he's going to do something that we don't like. And life isn't going to go f- for us the way we want it to or the way we planned. So the book is not out yet. Um, it actually releases March 1st. So 
I do have an advanced reader copy that I've given to access to my launch team. Um, I have a group of about 30 people who have been kind enough to kind of come with me on this month-long journey of kind of getting the word out, and uh, they are in the process of reading it now. Um, so the feedback has been minimal, uh, but what I have heard is that it's very authentic, uh, raw, honest, and um, that people, it's, re it's resonating with people. And I think because it's not only about surrender, but it's also, I use the backdrop of my struggle with uh, generalized anxiety disorder. And about two years ago, right before COVID hit, I really had a tough season in, in anxiety where my world was kind of like falling apart. Like I was really out of control physically, mentally, pretty much everything of my life uh, was falling apart, and I had to seek the help of uh, psychiatrists and other professionals and get medication to help keep this under control. Now, I had struggled with anxiety my whole life, and I probably always will, but um, I'd always kind of kept it under control until this season, and it just was a perfect storm. There were so many things that were going on, personal tensions and work deadlines and, and growing pains of kids and, and marriage and all those things that go on that's the normal part of life, but everything was just hitting all at once, and uh, the stress of it was just, it was just too much, and I, um, I, I didn't reach out like I should have, even though I'm not sure I would have known the right resources at the time, um, but it was kind of something I was trying my best to, to keep in control, like I always had, until I couldn't anymore. And I often liken my feelings. It's like a feeling of panic, but it happens all the time. Like once it's out of control, you, it's like a constant state of being scared. Like you're in a, uh, you know, if you come around the corner and someone scares you, like to say boo, uh, you feel like that all the time. And so it was like uh, a button I couldn't stop in my soul that I couldn't, I couldn't get to stop being pushed. And so, um, yeah, I had to seek the help of people and say, I need help with this because it was really getting out of control. And um, I've had to learn a lot of boundaries and limits. So I think uh, the stories that I share within the book resonate with people because of COVID, mental illness really is on the rise and anxiety and depression really is a big subject for so many people. And I think the church does not do hard stuff well. We just don't. We want to keep, keep, keep the plastic smile, and we want to just be able to say, hi, how are you, and drink a cup of coffee and leave and go about our daily lives, and we don't really want to get into the hard business of being the body of Christ with each other. And sometimes we just don't have the time for it, and other times we just don't want to. And so this, some of the stories that I share are about my local church family and just how much they really embraced me during that time and, and the stories of people that came to me um, with that, uh, with a similar struggle, whether they had struggled with themselves or they knew loved ones who had struggled and they understood. And it just made me feel like I wasn't alone. And uh, so I knew as I was healing through the whole process that God was going to make me talk about it because he always does. And uh, so I'm grateful to be able to share that experience. I'm also grateful that I'm in a, in a spot now where I can, I can actually talk about it because um, I know this is going to give people a lot of hope. So um, the few people who have read it who are kind of getting ready to, you know, submit their Amazon review when it releases are all saying this is really good. So, um, yeah, the feedback has been uh, pretty great. Um, in terms of being a literary agent, um, the uh, placing varies. Um, I always tell people that the number one thing you have to have to be placed with a traditional publisher that's pretty big in the business is your platform. And uh, platform is kind of a buzzword around writer circles. Uh, it might be new for some of you guys who are listening, but basically the platform is we think about a stage. Think about going to a concert to your favorite performer. They stand on a stage and they put the microphone to their mouths and they, they sing or they, get their, or they talk, and that's how they get their message out 
to the readers, and the bigger the fan base, the, the bigger the crowd who cheers them on, the better chances you're going to have of getting placed for the publisher. And the reason for that is, is because, and, and we're not even talking this is Christian and non-Christian, because at the end of the day, this is a business, and they have, they have to keep their doors open, and they have to keep them profitable, or else you're going to find that people are merging, and you're not going to have this amount of publishers that were that once existed. And so, um, it's hard. It's it's more. It's harder than ever to get placed with a traditional publisher. I will tell you that. Um, having said that, we shouldn't. Should never stop doing that, but I always tell people to be ready. And uh, there's some way, quick ways you can do that. Fairly quick ways that you can build your platform. One is social media. You have to be on it, and you have to constantly be engaging with your your audience because that's how you uh, get your audience acquainted with your message. So that when it comes time for your book to come out, they're already ready. They already know you. They already know what you write about, and then they're ready to kind of. Uh, you know, kind of take that step of faith and, and buy your book. So um, social media is a big one, and you have to have a lot, a lot of followers. Um, another way is doing podcasts like this, radio shows, TV shows, uh, TV programs that will have authors on. All of those things bode so well for authors who are trying to make it in traditional publishing world. So for me, placing, my biggest uh, placement was uh, this, this past year, I, I placed a client with um, Baker, uh, Baker Ravel. So, um, yeah, so that was a pretty big one. Uh, my, co my colleague, Steve Hudson, uh, I think his very first sale was to Thomas Nelson, um, and I know he's worked with, with so many others, Tyndale and um, all, all the other. I, I, there's, a, there's a bunch of other larger uh, traditional publishers that he's worked with. Dave as well. Dave's been in the business for half past forever and uh, does an excellent job. So it does vary. Um, I had a, a bunch of placements with some smaller presses too. So um, I, would also, I would also just encourage people that placed is placed and published is published. And when you get published with a traditional publisher, um, whether, it's, whether you get an advance or not, whether the advance is small compared to something big, uh, it, to me, I always say we need to remember that we are writers and that this is not our business, this is kingdom business and then we have to do the work of God. And it doesn't matter whether I write for, uh, and, and I have 100 readers or 1,000 readers or 10,000 readers, the reality is, is that I write for an audience of one. And I have to keep that in perspective for every project that I do um, because this, can, this, is a, this is a business where you have to prove yourself over and over and over again. And it is so, so easy to get into a comparison trap with other people um, who you think are bigger, quote-unquote bigger, or better, quote-unquote, or are more successful than you. And we have to realize that success is measured in our obedience. It's measured in um, doing what God is asking us to do when he's asking us to do it, and that we have to put our blinders on when it comes to comparing ourselves with other people because we don't know what's going on behind that, those scenes. You know, Facebook is just a highlight reel. You know, social media is just a highlight reel. We only see the, the good points of people's lives. We don't always see the hard, messy parts. And... Um, so there's a lot of there can be rejection. There will be rejection when you're a writer, for sure, um, and you have to keep that into perspective as well. And also that um, this is there's no better time to be an author. Um, I say that too uh, with with Amazon and being able to self-publish. No better time to be an author, but at the same time, you really have to do your job well and your project well, and you really have to sell well. So I always say when you've done that, when you've sold sold a few thousand copies of whatever project you're doing, if you've self-published, then you're ready to go to an agent. So I always tell people, be ready. Uh, be ready to do a proposal. Uh, make sure you follow their guidelines. And uh, make sure you can do a marketing plan that's going to really help any publisher or editor or agent know that you can sell your book. So that not only can you make back your advance, but you can help that business make a profit too.
<clears throat> outstanding. Thank, thank you for the knowledge. Yes. I mean, such wisdom. I mean, it was so many wisdom nuggets in which you just shared, Michelle. Um, That was amazing. But I loved what you said about success is measured in our obedience. Oh, my goodness. That, That really, that was a big one for me. But I'm so thankful you shared that because we have such a range of listeners some, you know, are seasoned authors. Some of are aspiring authors. But that 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 um, that word that you just shared is relevant for anyone across the board. So thank you so much. And you know, um, I was going to open it up for callers, but we've run out of time. You know, this is we're going to have to invite you back again because you know I feel Please, like you know. You. Once the book hits in March, we're going to probably need to bring you back, like, in the summer just to kind of check in with you to see. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, give your contact information quickly, Michelle, please. Sure. Yeah, so the number one way you can find me is my own website at Michelle2Ls. Lazurek, L-A-Z is in zebra, U-R-E-K dot com. Uh, there you'll find a, just a general landing page welcoming you. Uh, you'll find a blog. You'll find some services that I offer. And most importantly, you find my contact page. And that's where you can leave your name and your email and a comment to me if you've been listening here today and you want more information, you want more information about the book or how to be an author or a writer. That's part of what I do as a, a certified writing coach is I help coaching to people, whether it doesn't matter what phase you are in, um, in terms of your, your book journey, if you, even if you have just a dream, we can, I can help you kind of make that that reality. Um, and so all of that is on my website. You know, if you've heard this, you've been inspired or encouraged, I would love to hear from you. Please just send me an email and let me know, hey, I heard you on uh, Christian Authors on Tour. Thank you so much for your, uh, you know, your insight. Can, I, can you help me give me more information? I'd be happy to help. And I respond to any email that I receive. So uh, please, you know, please stay in touch. So, yes, that's number one way to get in touch with me. And as far as the book is concerned, uh, it is on pre-order. There's a Kindle version um, that you can pre-order for just $5 right now, and that's on Amazon. So for the price of a latte, you can learn how to surrender uh, <laughs> our lives fully to God, which is really, you know, Pastor Kevin, you're talking about leadership. Uh, I wrote an article that will come out next month about why surrender should be a part of every leader's vocabulary. So, uh, so mm. yeah, so, uh, so, so important. And, um, yeah, so thank you so much for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share uh, what God's done. And, uh Look forward to hearing you more, and I would love to come back on. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again. And Pastor Kevin, it's always a pleasure. First Fridays, I love it. <laughs> likewise, likewise. I always enjoy it. Great show. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Take care. Take care. And our listening audience, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Our schedule is the same in 2022. We have live interviews with Christian authors on the first the third and the fifth Friday of every month. They air live at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you can't listen live, you can always go back and listen to the podcast at your own convenience. Until next time, God bless everybody.